Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Colt White. We got three guests on this episode, and that's all we're going to do on this one. Not going to cover any races this time around. Going to try something a little bit different. Just talk to Raul Rodriguez Jr., Edwin Escobedo, and also Ruben Castro, all of which have qualified either the Remington Park Futurity, the Derby, or the Oaks from last weekend. So we'll get right into it right after this. This episode of the podcast is sponsored by Dunn Ranch in Winniewood, Oklahoma, standing leading 2022 second crop sire, a revenant, grade one winner and millionaire, blood money, graded stakes producers, dash master Jess and one valiant hero. Of course, the valiantly bred PYC fun and fancy going into his second crop now and new in 2023 power jam has been a producer from limited starter so far and their very own in hot pursuit of his graded stakes placed himself. Dunn Ranch can also help you with mare foal-out services, embryo transfers, sales prep, and so much more. Check them out on social media, and you can also go to their website at dunranch.com to learn more. Dunn Ranch. Success starts here. Join me now making his second appearance on the podcast as assistant trainer of JB Coolboy, fastest qualifier to the Remington Park Futurity. Here's Raul Rodriguez Jr. So tell me about JB Cool Jess and just what he's like to be around and what's his personality like. Well, what can I tell you? He's just a he's a good look he's a good looking horse to start off. Stands about what sixteen hands, and, and he's just he's probably a, he's just a laid back horse. Even though he's a colt, you know he doesn't act like one. Right. Gail like Gilding, but uh, no, he's just a, a laid back horse. He does. He likes to eat for sure, but no, other than that, he's just a calm horse. He seems like one of those that kind of got his job figured out pretty early. Has he always been as professional as he showed at, over at Remington? Uh, at first, he was kind of, you know, uh, he does improve every time. I can't lie. He does. But other than galloping straight and everything, running running a straight race, he does fine. You know, but you know, he is a little spooked at times, but. He improves every time. And what do you think of his trial performance, and how much did you think he Im- he improved off of that maiden race going into that? He definitely blew him away in that trial. Um, well, uh, I feel like in his maiden race, he kind of he kind of ran a little bit more straight since uh, he was in the six holes. He was in between horses uh, coming off of the trial. He was uh, in the outside gate. He made made it look like he was seemed to go a little bit towards the outside, but. Once he hit, once he hit ground, he was flying off, and he made a good, he made a good impression. So, hopefully, he keeps it like that. Was it a little nerve wracking? Even though he had such a blazing fast time, was it a little nerve wracking being in that first trial heat and waiting all night long to see if you made it? Almost definitely. You know, I mean, in trial races, you never know if the wind is going to change. You know, and I mean, being in the first trial of the. Of the night, you know, you see the time, you're like, okay, well, that's probably a decent time, but you, you can't count victory yet. So you see all the other horses start running and as the day goes on, you know, you kind of get an idea of, okay, you know, we, we can probably make it or not. But yeah, it was it was most definitely nerve wracking, biting our nails, but thank God we, we made it too. How's he been feeling since that trial heat? Uh, he's doing, he came out pretty good. He's looking good. He's just uh, trying to recover as much as he can, you know. Uh, Two weeks is a little bit short of time, more than three weeks that some fraternities give. But, you know, he'll, I think he'll, he'll be okay. Came out pretty good. You think he's going to be one to like those longer distances going forward after what he's shown so far? Uh, well, he 
does have, like I said, he does stand about 16 hands. He, I guess every strike that he gets, he'll he'll get a lot of distance, and I guess he uh, he will like for 40, maybe 400. It's, uh, we'll see it over time as well. You have any idea what else he's pointed to this year? Or you're just kind of letting him decide. I'm probably kind of let, letting him decide. He, uh, I think he is paid up in the Sam Houston fraternity, but it just depends how he comes out of this race. And uh, who knows what we'll end up paying him for him later. Joining me now is multiple graded stakes winning jockey. He had a hell of a weekend last week winning several trials for the Remington Park Paturity Derby and Oaks. Here's Edwin Escobedo making his first appearance on the show. So let's start with Oaks qualifier double digit. What can you tell me about her? What did you think of her trial performance? Yeah, I'm sure that 400 yards really helped out in that sense, huh? <laughs> yeah, she, she seemed to like it going 400 yards. It was actually her first time going 400 yards, I think. Now, you wrote her a few times last year, too. Has she changed at all since last year? Like, gotten any better? Or just anything about her personality changed? Yeah, she's a lot more mature than she was last year. She's more, she's more business now than she was last year, you know? She gets down and gets to running. Right. How about another Oaks qualifier, AJ Fast Corona? Were you impressed by her trial effort, especially since it'd been almost a year since her last out? Yes, I actually was. I was really impressed with her trial. She she was coming off of a really long layoff, about a year layoff. And we were really excited about her, but we weren't sure if she was going to run how she did or if how she was going to come back. We weren't sure about how she was going to run. Right. Didn't didn't get off to a good start in that one either. What was that? Didn't get off to a really good start in that trial either, but really came on there late. Yeah, she had a little bump coming out of the start, but after she got going, she was pretty going really nice too at the end, closing on hard. Now, of course, you qualified Hamlin to the Futurity. What does he like to work with? Uh, he's, he's pretty fun to work with. He gave us a little trouble over the winter. It was a pretty fun break, though. But now he's he's matured a lot compared to the winner, and he seems to be in the game now. Did you always have kind of high hopes for him after what he'd done in those morning works, especially over there? Oh, yeah, yeah. We, we knew he was going to be a pretty tough horse. We just had to wait and see if him to prove himself. The last question I have for you, I just had to know, what was it like to be a part of that triple dead heat last month? I I talked to Brian Candonosa about that too of last month and uh, asked you the same question as I did him. Did any of you really think that you you had it won there when it happened? Or Wow. <laughs> but just seeing the numbers, I was like, dang, I think he got me right at the wire. I actually never seen the horse on the outside until we got to the toe board that they said it was a three-way dead heat. <laughs> wow. <laughs> 
number two coming in at the end, and I thought he had to help me. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Flare Strips. When it comes to fractions of a second, all decisions are critical to achieve the best performance. Think like NASCAR, where your incremental improvements are made to get every possible gain. For example, a horse's stride at a gallop, a horse's breathing and stride are linked together. For every breath a horse takes, it takes one stride. This means anything that impairs breathing impairs stride. Likewise, anything that shortens a horse's stride will impair its breathing. A tool for optimizing stride, optimize the efficiency of breathing. Flare strips are clinically proven to make breathing easier because horses breathe easier. They can get most out of each stride. In addition, horses can serve energy, fatigue less, and bleed less. Flare strips are a tool to help horses be the best they can be. Visit flarestrips.com to learn more about the health and performance benefits of flare strips. Joining me now is jockey of two qualifiers for the Remington Park Derby this past weekend. Here's Ruben Castro. So let's start off with uh, BV Higher Power. What's his personality like? Uh, he's a cool laid-back horse. He's, uh, he's still a stud, but he's he's pretty cool for being a stud. Really relaxed. He's, uh, he doesn't get too wound up in the barn or anything. He's, he's just a laid-back horse, real classy. Of course, you worked with him last year, too. Has he always kind of been that way, or did it take him some time to mature a little bit? No, actually, he's always been like that. Since the first minute I uh, sat on his back, he, I mean, he bowed his head, and he just did everything, did everything right. You know, he's just been laid-back horse. He's laid-back personality. He's, he's fun to work with. What were your thoughts on that trial of his? It was probably the most competitive derby trial of the night. <laughs> Yeah, it was. He, uh, well, he he had uh, he left her just a step slow and uh, had to make up some ground. But uh, he, uh, I felt like he needed the race. He was coming off uh, quite a bit of a layoff, and uh, I think he needed the race, and it should help him improve. Now, of course, he's pretty lightly raced all around. Do you think that'll work to his advantage going forward this year? Yeah, I think so. The horse is coming in fresh. He's uh. He's uh, been well, building up. He's, uh, I think it's going to help him out a lot. Horsey, uh, like you said, he's lightly raised. He doesn't have much wear and tear in him, and uh, I think it's going to help him a lot. He, he should come back fresh. He came back fresh and eat everything and been training good. Now, how about BV Don't Look Back? What can you tell us about him? Uh, he's, he's kind of a laid-back horse, too. He, uh... I'm not going to lie to you, it was, it was surprised that he got in, but he ran in a pretty fast trial and was up there in the mix. But uh, we started him off, we thought he was going to be a nice horse. He, he's the same way, he was doing everything good. And uh, towards towards the middle of the meet, he kind of just, just kind of just hung there and di- didn't improve how we thought he would. But... He came back in his three-year-old year pretty good. You know, he's been training good after his layoff. And uh, run good in his trial race. I think he run like fourth or fifth. But he, it was a fast trial, so he was able to get in, stay in. But uh, he's, a nice, he's a nice little horse. What's something you'd like to see him do better going forward? Uh, kind of leaving, leaving from the gates. He hasn't had much luck. Leaving the gates is either he either gets
slips away, leaving there, ground doesn't hold up. He hasn't had much luck. If he if he gets a good a good break, he should be he should be tough. He'll be in the mix. He tries down on the end. He, he really gets after it. Now, last thing for you here. A couple weeks ago, you won that Mr. Jetmore with the Trace of Eagle. How great was it to finally win a stake with him after coming so close and last year? Oh man, it, it felt great. That horse been a been awaiting that that win for him. You know, he's he's gone against some tough competition his, throughout his com- his uh, career, and he just hasn't had any luck to actually get the win, but. Man, it's a great thing to you, Lord, that we got we were able to get it done that that night, and uh, I think that horse has just finally put it all together, and he should be should be running good, be tough this year. Yeah, he seemed like you said, put it all together, and he just about had everything go his way that night too, just to, like the seas parted almost. Yeah, he uh, it, it was you know it was his race, you know, he left there good on top, and then the. The field kind of opened up, spread it out, and he didn't have no bother at all. And he went, he went on to run his race. That'll about wrap it up for this episode of the podcast. Stay tuned for next week. As I mentioned, we'll talk about the finals for the Remington Park Futurity Derby in Oaks and that mega night of stakes racing, as always, on Oklahoma Bread Night at Remington. Appreciate you all for listening, and I'll talk to you next week.